talking about being the people of the presence, people of God's presence and how important that is, how vital that is. And uh, we were just saying about that, the prayer meetings, the, mon- the Monday and then the Sunday, first and third. And on Monday we had our, we had our prayer meeting. It was just, there was just a few of us here and that's fine. Please, I don't, I'm not saying that because I want anybody feeling condemned in any way, but... <clears throat> those of us who were here, there was a moment, uh, those who were here will, will know it, but Hannah just began to lead us and Chris was on the keyboard and Kay was singing. There was just a sweetness of the presence of God. It was, well, Mike, Mike said, he said it was like a choir of thousands were singing. It was just one of those moments, wasn't it? I don't know, Hannah was there on the keyboard and and um, I have got, I always assure you, don't I? I've got notes here, all right? But, I, you know, who knows where we're going? We're going where God wants us to go. But I, all, for a few weeks now, I have found myself being taken back to a time uh, for some of us in church. Uh, not all of you will know about it, some of you wouldn't even have known about church. <clears throat> but I suppose around about uh, the area of the, of the early, the mid-90s, 94, 95, 96, 97, where there was an incredible, really worldwide outpouring of the Holy Spirit in many churches, in all sorts of ways. It impacted churches very powerfully. It, it already had begun uh, um, in the 70s and the 80s in different ways, even in the 60s. Um, <clears throat> I guess, um, the Pentecostal movement and so on. You can go back into the 50s and the 40s. Um, but there was, there, was, there was something that God began to do that was a, a real seismic shift uh, in the body of believers all over the world. Some traditional churches really being quite stirred uh, churches that were already open to what we've been talking about, the gifts of the Holy Spirit, were finding themselves having a, a fire, if you like, the fire of God sweeping through them. There were great pictures, pictures of wind and fire. I mean, pictures that you find in the Bible of the Holy Spirit. Uh, rain. Even, even this morning, uh, Hannah was singing a song in the prayer meeting. As soon as she said the word rain, I just went, ooh, like this. <laughs> And uh, people are going, what on earth is going on with Mark? It's all a bit weird. And some of you will know because you experienced it. And uh, my little girls used to talk about Dad being Holy Spiritized. <laughs> I, used to, I used to get, for me, I used to get the crunchies, which was sort of somewhere in the middle. And I just, um, it wasn't that I couldn't contain and control it, but the sense of the power of God, it was a bit like being plugged into electricity um, at times and an awareness and I've just got little glimpses of that. Not because I believe God's going to do the same thing again. Because I believe in his every day and every time God is doing a new thing. But, it, but actually it's the same God and he's at work. And there's just a sense um, of God at work in our church. And in many churches around the world in different ways at the moment. And, I'm, and I, I just keep praying more Lord. Do more, Lord. But it, it's going to take time. And the Holy Spirit is a gentleman. He doesn't, he doesn't come and control us or push us around or make us do something we don't want to do. Um, but, 
there is the openness to the power and the presence of God to take us deeper, to bring a revelation to us and an understanding, to bring healing to us and deliverance, to set us free. And uh, as I was stood over here, we were worshipping on Monday evening, Hannah was playing, Chris was playing, I just began to get a vivid, vivid picture. And it, was, it started as a, as a bubbling brook, uh, a crystal clear stream, beautiful bubbling brook. It was, you just knew that you could drink from it. You just knew that it was something that would bring life to you. It would be fresh and it was bubbling, but it was sparkling. Um, and as I looked at it, as I watched it, as we continued in worship, this, this brook, this stream just, be, just began to grow. And uh, I didn't, on Monday, I didn't see the big, big, mighty river. Uh, we'll read about that in just a moment. But, but I, I did see it growing and developing and, and becoming a strengthened river, a strength more than just a little bubbling brook, but a, a strengthened stream, uh, life-giving, healing and releasing. And I just began to pray over us as a church. But this sense, I don't know if it was, it was prophetic praying, it was a word from the Lord, but it was also a prayer back to the Lord, which are the very best things, aren't they? That God gives us things that we give back to him and we give to one another. That's what's so important and as I, was, as I was praying, I just, the sense that God was saying that he's, there's, there's something that's beginning freshly in the life of this church. But we're going to need to enter into it. We're going to need to dip our toes into it. We're going to need to drink from it. But as we do, we're not to be afraid of it because it's going to bring us life. It's going to bring us joy. It's going to bring us freedom. Uh, that it, it, it's the presence of God, it's his life flowing through us as a church. But it doesn't just stay here, amen? It goes out from here. Now, we want to earth and ground these things in Scripture. We believe in the prophetic, that God speaks prophetically. But our primary source of information is his word, the word of God. And we want to measure and uh, look at everything through the lens of the Bible. And... Uh, I just uh, want to read something to you um, in just a moment from Ezekiel, very famous uh, story from Ezekiel 47. But the thing about the presence of God is it's transforming. It transforms lives. It changes attitudes. It changes hearts. It even touches physical bodies. It, it impacts our minds the presence of God is transforming. That's, that's the thing about salvation. Uh, one of those words there, there, there are a number of words, but one of the words sozo is that salvation impacts the whole of us. Yes, we are saved from our sin, but also we are brought into new life. And as the kingdom of God comes, we can experience that in our marriages, in our workplaces. Even, I believe, in creation. I love it. I love it when... I love it when the grass is cut outside here, and uh, I'm going to tackle some of the brambles this week, Jill, Jill will be pleased to hear, but we've got some appearing down the bottom. But I, I don't think as a church, even as a church building, there's something a bit radical, I'm going off piste already, but I don't think we should let the grass go all ragged, I don't think it should be rubbish around here. I think we should display the glory of God in creation. 
The, the grass cutter is nodding down the front here. The man. <laughs> but uh, please don't hear me if you're going, oh, goodness, I need to go home and cut my grass. You haven't been able to cut it because it's been raining. All right, so it's okay. But the presence of God transforms everything. Everything. I could go off on so many tracks. <laughs> Let's read. Let's read from the Word of God. Ezekiel 47. The man, you can find out about the man in uh, some chapters earlier, in uh, chapter, chapter 40 and onwards. The man brought me back to the entrance of the temple, <clears throat> and I saw water coming out from under the threshold of the temple towards the east, for the temple faced east. The water was coming down from under the south side of the temple, south of the altar. He then brought me out through the north gate and led me around the outside to the outer gate, facing east, and the water was flowing from the south side. Uh, Some translations say south gate. You can take that prophetically or not, if you want to. (laughs) That's got missed by most. Anyway, as the man went eastward with a measuring line in his hand... He measured off a thousand cubits, approximately 1,500 foot. He led me through water that was ankle deep. He measured off another thousand cubits and led me through water that was knee deep. He measured off another thousand and led me through water that was up to the waist. He measured off another thousand, but now it was a river that I could not cross because the water had risen was deep enough to swim in, a river that no one could cross. He asked me, son of man, do you see this? He led me back to the bank of the river. When I arrived there, I saw a great number of trees on each side of the river. He said to me, this water flows towards the eastern region and goes down to the Arabah, that is the Dead Sea, where it enters the sea. When it empties into the Dead Sea, the water there becomes fresh. Swarms of living creatures will live wherever the river flows. There will be large numbers of fish because this water flows there and makes the salt water fresh. So where the river flows, everything will live. Fishermen will stand along the shore from En Gedi to En Eglem. There will be places for spreading nets. The fish will be of many kinds like the fish of the great sea. But the swamps and marshes will not become fresh. They'll be left for salt Productive. Fruit trees of all kinds will grow on both banks of the river. Their leaves will not wither, nor will they fruit fail. Every month they will bear, because, uh, bear fruit because the water from the sanctuary flows to them. Their fruit will serve for food and their leaves for healing. Heavenly Father, we just thank you for your words. Thank you for these great and glorious pictures of your life flowing from your very presence. We just pray right now as we look at this word, as we seek to understand at least some element of it. Holy Spirit, would you speak to our hearts and minds? Would you teach us and equip us and enable us to respond in faith? We ask it in Jesus' precious name. Amen. So Ezekiel is given this, this picture of a great river. It starts as a trickle, small stream, and gradually it grows and it grows. It has incredible impact on everything 
that it touches. The first important uh, thing to note for us is that this river is flowing from the very presence of God. Verse 1, the water was coming out from under the threshold of the temple. It's coming from the presence of God. In the Old Testament, we've got this distinct, very clear picture. The presence of God is to be seen in the temple. Also there in the tabernacle, the tent, God's dwelling place. In, verse, in chapter 43 in Ezekiel, you can, you can read about verse 5, the glory of God filling the temple. The presence of God is there. And this steady uh, life giving flow, this life-bringing water is coming from the temple. It's coming from the presence of God. But I want us to note that the hand of God, the, the work of God, the life of God is not just contained within the temple. It flows out. It flows out. I think it's very important for us to see this picture The glory of God is there in the temple. The water, this picture, is coming from the temple. But what God wants to do is not just for in here. Need us to hear that. It was just so wonderful to to be with uh, Kay and Abby and Debbie on on, uh, Friday morning uh, at Bridges, the first morning of Bridges. I hope some of you were, were praying for them. But even the fact of the, as it were, the doors were open and people walking up and down and they're looking in. But I know their heart and that picture of the red carpet that Kay had was, was, a, was a picture of, and, and, and the thing about the Bridges is it's a coming and a going. That there will be people that will come in and we're looking forward to them finding us. But there's going to be more and more opportunities to, to go out and make connections out. And uh, it was great to, to meet uh, Dennis, uh, who came in, and he had some really challenging questions. They didn't know I was coming. I walked through the door, and they said, oh, Mark, we're glad you're here. Dennis has got some questions. <laughs> so, oh, great. We won't go any further into that, but, yeah, it was interesting. But, uh, and so what God wants to do is not just for in here. I believe he wants to do something with us and in us and for us, but it might flow out into the community more and more and more. So the presence of God there in the Old Testament, we could dig into that and look at that. It was there in the tabernacle, it was there in the tent. But now for us today, the, the temple, God's dwelling place, is no longer made of stone and wood, gold, precious metals The New Testament tells us that the temple of God is made up of men and women. It's made up of living stones. Young people, children who are the followers of God's Son, the Lord Jesus Christ. Who've opened their lives, who've welcomed him in as their Lord and their Saviour. Are people who are hungry and thirsty for more and more of his presence. We've talked about this a number of times. People who are coming and saying, I long to be filled, to know you more, to be filled with more of you. To pick up that phrase that we spoke on some weeks ago, that we're being, being filled. We're going on being filled. It's not just a static thing. We're orientating ourselves towards God. We're being filled. We're opening the sails of our life daily and saying, Lord, I want to know you more. I want to be full of more of your spirit. I want to be in the flow of what you're doing and where you're going so that we can find ourselves with a colleague, 
with a neighbour, with a friend at the school gate, and we can find ourselves prompted to say to them something, does this mean anything to you? Can I just pray for you? Margarita last week, just picking elderflower, just picking elderflower, just feeling prompted to be brave and say, can I just pray for you? In the presence of God. So the, the people, of, we are now the temple. And we could unpack that as a whole big subject. But what I want, I want to talk about is this river and, uh, and, and, and pursuing the presence of God. Um, it was our middle uh, grandson's uh, birthday this week, and we, we did a little FaceTime with him, like you do, and, uh, which was wonderful. And he was there, and he's very excited, and his little daughter was, uh, little sister was uh, extremely frazzled, and so was our, uh, so was our daughter. But, uh, but one of the things Eli kept, kept saying all the time, we, did, we didn't quite understand to start with, he kept saying, is it bedtime yet? Is it bedtime yet? And we're like, why, why, why is he asking about that? It's his birthday, you know, he's opening presents. But then we discovered Callum, uh, our son-in-law, had been away this week, uh, been away for two or three days, and Katie had told him, Daddy will be home just before bedtime. And so he was desperately waiting for Daddy to come home. And so he kept saying, is it bedtime yet? And we were like, we're like a bit quizzical, and Katie said, it's because I've told him Callum's coming home just before bedtime. Why do we desire the presence of God? We long for our Father to be at home with us. There's a sweetness about God's presence. It's personal. It's intimate. It's encouraging. It's strengthening. I've been living all week and uh, shared it again a little bit this morning, didn't I? Psalm 46, verse 4. There is a river whose streams make glad the city of God, God's people. There's a gladness that God's wanting to bring to our hearts in these days. Um, I hope uh, John Knight doesn't mind, but John was, uh, came and sat forward during the prayer meeting earlier on. I just went to pray for John, and uh, I just felt prompted to pray for him. And I just put my hands on his shoulders. And as I, as I put my hands on his shoulders, just this laughter bubbling up inside me. And I thought, oh, that's going to look weird. I'm already, already weird enough wearing this shirt. And it's like... But I just this laughter and this joy. And, and I, I just said to John, you know, I think you were around back in 94 and 95. And I said, there were things that you saw and experienced. And he's nodding like this, you know. And I just, there's a gladness in God's presence. I don't know about whether you're feeling it this morning, but I'm feeling a bit of a battle and a struggle. I'm fighting for something here this morning. But inside, there's... there's there's a joy that bubbles up to know that I'm saved. I've been rescued. I've been delivered. I have an, a, an eternal home that's kept for me that cannot be taken away. There is a hope. There is a joy. There's a river whose streams make glad the city of God, the holy place where the Most High dwells. God is within her. She will not fall. She will not fall. God will help her at the break of day. The sense of of joy. God is here. Jesus is with us. The Holy Spirit is filling us, giving giving us gifts. He's blessing us. Thank you, Andrew, for what you shared and, and just pulling things out of us. 
There's more that God has for us. That's what I'm wanting to say to you today. There is more. There is more that he has for us. The presence, though the water was coming from under the threshold of the temple, it's about the presence of God. It comes from the very heart of God. The presence of God brings life and fruitfulness. Where uh, We read it, uh, verse 8, where the water flows, it enters the Dead Sea. And where it enters the Dead Sea, I love that phrase, the salty water there becomes fresh, comes to life. I, I don't know about you, I often see in pictures, but the picture of this life-giving crystal water, or glorious water hitting the Dead Sea, and you can just see the whole dynamic changes. Life come, fish are teeming as it breaks into the deadness of the, the brackishness of the, of the Dead Sea. Why do we desire the presence of God? Because the presence of God, the power of God, can accomplish the impossible. The impossible. That which was dead can be made alive. Been talking to one or two just recently, and we're reflecting on it and just recognizing sometimes you can look at a situation and you can say, It just inhumanly, it feels impossible, it will never change. I can't see how this will change. Maybe it's to do with a, a prodigal relative, someone who's far away from God. They once knew the Lord, but they're now far off. I don't know how this can change. Maybe it's someone who. Uh, is, is atheist in their understanding and their picture. You've, you've shared with them. They don't want to know. I was talking with someone this week. And, and in fact, this person had declared, you know, almost cursed against God. And you think, how is this impossible? Nothing is impossible with God. Nothing is impossible with God. It's the Dead Sea. The river of God comes. Life comes. And it's teeming with life. That's the God we believe in. That's the God we're praying to. That's the God we're welcoming. That's the God we're worshipping. That which is dead can be made alive. Dead, brackish, no life. Nothing able to live there, transformed by the presence of God. There's a river of life that flows from his presence. For us, that First and foremost, that life-giving water comes in the person of the Lord Jesus Christ. You remember we picked up on this verse a couple of weeks ago from John. If anyone is thirsty, let him come to me and drink, said Jesus. Whoever believes in me will have rivers of living water flowing from within them. That's what the Lord Jesus brings. He brings life. Jesus is the Lord of life. And the Lord of life gives us new life. New life to that which is dead. The Apostle Paul uh, more than once reminds the early believers that we were dead in our sin. But now we've been made alive with Christ. Jesus' words to Martha in, in John 11. I am the resurrection and the life. Whoever believes in me will live even though they die. So the, the presence of God is life-bringing. It also attracts life. One of the wonderful things about sitting there in the mission hall on Friday with the doors open, people are beginning to be quizzical. They're, they're, looking, they're looking in. 
God willing, they'll, they'll, they'll come in. But also, uh, there's, something, there's something different about you. Maybe someone said that to you before now. There's something different about you. How come you're so peaceful in the midst of? How come? How come, even though you've received this diagnosis, you're believing and trusting? We need to very much stand with, uh, with uh, Debbie Perkins in these days. Many of you will know. Um, Debbie has uh, been fighting cancer for the last four and a half years, five years now, and just talking to her again the last week or so. And uh, humanly, uh, what the world would say, what the medical science would say, and she's recognizing that and understanding that, not in denial of that, but at the same time, an incredible faith. Incredible faith. Even to be able to say, I believe that God can heal me today, but I know that full healing is to be with him. To be able to hold that intention and, and, and to be able to hold that. And we need to pray for her and Pat and for Debbie, uh, uh, for Holly and the wider family, of course. But some, the world will look on and say, how, how can you do that? Where does that come from? It's only as we know this life in Christ. Life in Christ. That there is a future, there is a hope. This is not all that there is. Hallelujah. And so there is something about this life-giving water that attracts life. Swarms of living creatures will live wherever it flows. There will be large numbers of fish because this living water flows there and makes the salt water fresh. Believe God is asking us more and more to to be that conduit of his river and of his grace and his mercy. To be a blessing to to immediately around us in cows and the island and to the nations. As as we carry this presence of God, it's life bringing, it attracts life. The presence of God is attractive, freshness, life in the spirit. The reality of God's presence is attractive, swarms, Many will want to be where the river flows. And one of the things I can remember about those times when the Spirit really was being poured out amongst us as churches, there were times, I don't know if any of you were in these kind of situations, where people would queue up to get into church. I can remember people literally waiting, queuing up to come and be in God's presence. Now, It didn't remain, it didn't sustain, although there was a great net that went out and many did get saved and added into the church. And I think the work of God often is like a wave. The wave comes in and things are deposited on the shore, but the wave goes out again. But it comes in again and the wave is going in and out. And there there are deposits and we want to be ready to receive what God brings us as his wave uh, to change the metaphor and the picture a bit, uh, comes in and out. But I believe there's something at work here in this church in us and we need to be open to that. I want us just to receive in, in a moment, just to keep being open uh, to what God is doing. And so I, I just want to say again, you may have found yourself saying, that's dead. It can never change. That situation, that person can never change. I can never imagine it changing. Nothing is beyond the reach of God's grace. Nothing is beyond the mercy that he has shown us in the Lord Jesus Christ. People will come. Things will change. We can look for that. We can believe it. I 
I even want to dare to say we can expect there to be miracles. We can expect things that we thought were dead to come alive. I also want you to notice the diversity in the life. Verse 10, there were fish of many kinds. Many kinds. This is not just a white middle class a message. This is, this is life-giving presence of God for all. Young and old, black and white, rich and poor, male and female, children, teenagers. It is for all. Jesus made a way for all. And I believe that's something that we need to receive and get into our hearts more and more. That God is going to send different types of people, different ones. It's here in his words that this life bringing is, 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 is about di- the diversity, this incredible diversity. It's many fish. In fact, it says the fish of the great oceans, in other words, vast amounts of different kinds of fish. Believe in God for that. Longing for that more and more. And then I just want to finish with this. Fruitfulness. Life flows from the presence of God. It's also a place of fruitfulness. Verse 12. Fruit trees of all kinds will grow on both banks of the river. Their leaves will not wither nor will their fruit fail. For every month they will bear fruit because the water of the sanctuary flows from them. Some of you will know we were given a very substantial prophetic word as we were able to start using the mission hall. You'll see we've printed it. It's there up on the wall, but it was the picture of that big lemon tree in the wall garden at Osborne House. And uh, it's covered in lemons again, by the way, at the moment. Um, but one of the words that was over for us, a decade word, a 10-year word, is Apex Church, you will be fruitful. Amen. It's one of the key things. And how are we to be fruitful? Where does that fruit come from? As we abide, as we remain close, as we're in the presence of God. As we're in the river. Now some of you, it's time, I want to say to you, it's time to dip your finger. It's time to dip your toe in the river. To come closer. It's no longer just to go through the motions, but to say, Lord, I'm coming. I'm coming I'm going to dip my toe. You might say, I can't imagine getting thigh deep or waist deep. or It it feels too big at the moment. But the Lord says, would you come and put your toe in my presence? Would you come and meet with me? Hannah, would you come and start to serve us? I'm just, um, I tell you what, Angus, Angus is my chair mover. Can you move these front row of these chairs? Is that all right? Can I invite you to stand? You want to help him, Stephen? <clears throat> I want to keep giving opportunity for us to respond. I want to make space. I want to make room. There's nothing holy about the front of the church, but it is good to sometimes step out. It's good sometimes... Sorry, Zoe, it's put you on the front row. <laughs> um, it's good sometimes just to step out and just to respond And I know already some of you just feeling, yeah, I want to respond. We are a people who've been made for life. All right, we're new, we're new creations. We've been made for life and fruitfulness. Being in His presence, being in the river of life of His Spirit is vital for us. It's vital that we keep drinking of Him. But it's vital for this community. 
We look at the hurt and the pain around us, those that we know, our neighbours, our colleagues, our friends, our family members. We don't have anything unless we have the Lord. It's only the Lord who will heal. It's only the Lord that will set free. It's only the river of life, the river of God, that will bring life to people's marriages and their lives. I said earlier, there's a sweetness about God's presence. Feel free to play if you want to. It's a, there's a sweetness about God's presence. It's personal. It's intimate. It's encouraging. It's strengthening. But it was, it's not just for us. It's also to be a blessing around us. But I'm just saying more and more, Lord, unless you fill me, unless I'm in this river, I've got nothing for Derek or Desmond, I forgot his name, that, that guy. I, 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 I might have some answers, but what I want is that he might know the Lord. That he might know God's presence. That's, Lord, I need to be full of you. I want to be in that river. There's a roar going up today. It's a roar about a sport and I just felt even wearing this shirt, it's like, if I can get that excited about a game, Lord, I just, I just want to ask your forgiveness. Lord, I'm not excited about you in the way that I, I, you deserve. You deserve all the glory. Lord, I want, to, I want to pray. Would you grow an excitement in me? Would you grow a roar in me that I can't help but speak the gospel. I can't help but share because I know all that you've done. Because I've tasted of the river. I've tasted of your presence. I've tasted of your healing and your grace and your mercy. And it flows out. And as it flows out from me, it brings life. brings life in the community. There's something incredibly powerful and attractive about the presence of God. Quite literally, the fragrance of life to those who are being saved. 2 Corinthians 2. Thanks be to God who always leads us in triumphal procession in Christ and through us spreads everywhere the fragrance of the knowledge of Him. For we are to God the aroma of Christ among those who are being saved and those who are perishing. There's a fragrance. As we're in the presence of God, there is, there is a fragrance that impacts us and touches us. Something incredibly powerful and attractive about the presence of God. And you might you might say, but Mark, you don't know the mess of my life. I want I want you to hear today the words of Jesus. I came for those who are in a mess. I came for the mess. recently heard about someone said I'm not sure I can, I can be in church I'm not, I'm not good enough and I believe the reply to that is it's the very place that you can be because none of us are good enough Jesus has paid the price Jesus has done it all we can come to him and find life it's not about being clean and then coming it's knowing the mess. It's knowing the stuff and coming that we might be washed. It's coming that we might be healed. It's coming that we might be saved. 
and delivered. Jesus said, it's not the healthy who need a doctor, it's the sick. We come. We come. This space this morning, it may be you want to picture it like this river. Maybe you want to just want to come and dip your toe in the river this morning as a, a bit of a picture, a bit of a physical picture. If you want to, want to come, if you want to sit on a chair, you're welcome to pull a chair up. If you just want to dabble your toes. Maybe you, you want to lie in the river. I don't, I don't know. But um, a picture, if you like, of, of the river of God here at the front. As we begin to worship, I just want to invite you to come. Maybe the whole church will come. I don't know. Maybe one or two will come. Don't come to me. Don't please me. But come to the Lord. Be refreshed. I believe that God wants to refresh. So as the guys are going to lead us, just we're going to worship. We're going to take some moments. Just listen to these words. Feel free to respond. The angel showed me, Revelation 22, the river of the water of life, as clear as crystal, flowing from the throne of God and the Lamb, down the middle of the great street of the city. On each side of the river stood the tree of life, bearing 12 crops of fruit, yielding its fruit every month. The leaves of the tree are for the healing of the nations. No longer will there be any curse. The throne of God and of the Lamb will be in the city, and His servants will serve Him. They will see His face, and His name will be on their foreheads. There will be no more night. They will not need the lamp and light of a lamp or the light of the sun for the Lord God will give them light and they will reign forever and ever I invite you to come to that river this morning let's just come let's come and drink come and receive if you're looking to God for healing if you're looking to God for challenges just come to him I just physically want to invite you to come and I just want to be ready. I'd love to pray for one or two. Just lay hands on one or two. Let's just come to the Lord now. As the guides, Hannah, you just lead us.